Hi, welcome to the Mainstream Mavs Podcast. This is your host, Will. I'm joined here with my co-host, Jaron. What is up, guys? All right. So, so today we're going to be profiling a few things that have gone on in the Mavs sphere on this um, July 3rd, on this beautiful Sunday. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Slovenia v. Sweden game, where Luka and Dirk seem to have some pretty cool moments. Um, and then we're going to be airing our grievances a little about Goran Dragic signing with the Chicago Bulls. And we'll also get into some Mark Cuban fan response um, and how he's been liking some interesting tweets and if that has any connotations in terms of the Mavs doing anything in free agency or obviously via trade. So first of all, we'll start on a good note. So Slovenia and Sweden played this morning. Um, Goran Dragic had like 20 points. Luka had like a 30-piece, I believe. I have not been able to watch these FIBA World Qualifier games because they've just like been at really bad times in terms of my schedules, given that they're over, uh, in terms of my schedule, given that they're overseas. And I haven't, I guess, had the will in me to like go access an illegal live stream. But it seems like Slovenia is really tearing it up over there. And I'm glad to see Luca and uh, Dragic uh, carrying it out for the home country. Um, because, you know, at this point, I'm a Slovenia. Slovenian basketball yeah, fan Slovenia. or a USA fan yeah. uh, in terms of uh, international play. Um, so Luca and Dirk shared a moment in the tunnel pregame where like Luca came up and kind of tackled Dirk. And then at one point during the game, um, fans, because they were playing in Sweden, fans started uh, chanting at Luca, overrated, and Dirk ended up uh, chiming in on the phone. Um, what was your reaction to this um, nice little encounter? Um, in the early hours of today. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was awesome to see like they, they interact throughout the season, of course, but yeah, you don't, you don't see that in the off season. And especially, I mean, Dirk coming to a game in Sweden, right. Like overseas. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's awesome to see. And the way, the way you can see how Luca interacts with his kids and everything, it, like that's yeah. special that you don't see that every day. Yeah. Um, no, I I sort of just like love the interconnectedness of Dirk and Luca and how they like oh, yeah. really, really seem to like embrace each other as we transition from um, one superstar to the next. It's just really cool. How Dirk's still sticking around the maps. I think Dirk was in Sweden, I guess, because there's something with his wife in regards to, I guess, like Jessica Nowinski. Like she has like Swedish ties in some capacity. So yeah, I was over there um, initially. Is. Yeah, I believe she is. Um, do not quote us on that. Um, yeah, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we, we, that's, I think she's like half Swedish or something. But, anyways, they were over there. So, you know, they figured they'd stop in for the game and, hey, they got a show. Dirk got to convene with Luca. Got some awesome Twitter moments. Um, those, um, definitely going to be holding on to for a while. Um, cause, you know, you, every time you get to see like a nice, warm, fuzzy Dirk and Luca moment together, it makes up for everything we're about to talk about in like the next 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it quite makes up for it, but at least softens. The <laughs> it softens. the <laughs> All right. So now that we got that um, heartwarming news out of the way, um, we really were actually going to profile summer league today. Um, we didn't really expect to have. Yeah. We had different any, plans. <laughs> yeah. We had different plans, but 
unexpectedly and we had talked about the possibility of this happening in the last pod too which just even makes it more grand for us to get into which in time scale was only about 10 hours before the actual signing happened oh yes because we released that pod very late last night around like yeah. three. so yeah um, good dig so anyways um goran dragic um we were just talking about had 20 points today against uh, sweden or whatever he this decided to sign with the chicago bulls um there are some reports that he was heavily recruited by nikola vucevic um i guess just at base value um what was your first reaction when you saw that Dragic tweet come up that he was signing with the bulls um you know at this point being a Mavs fan i'm not a surprise i'm not surprised to see a lot of things not going our way especially this time of the year uh but that was one I feel like everyone in Dallas very confidently felt like he would be a Dallas Maverick at some point this offseason. And seeing that notification pop off, I was like, finally, something. And then I see Chicago. Uh, I, I Like, <laughs> dude, it's just, I mean, at this point, I don't even know. Like, anger, disbelief, like all of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. There's no words. Yeah. Um, we're going to dive into the logistics of this here now. So I would definitely concur with the emotions that you experienced when you saw that tweet. Um, for me, it was sort of a mixed bag at first. I kind of played, I tried to kind of play the po- positive card. And um, at first I was thinking, oh, um, you know, this, you know, just means the Mavs have another move up their sleeve. And I was really trying to be positive about it. But, you know, as I started thinking about it more and more, I tended to come on. I tended to start to air my grievances on the Twitter page. And I tended to start to agree with a lot of the, um, a lot of other takes on Mavs Twitter. Yeah. I guess where it comes down to for me, right? Especially with the report that the Mavs wanted to keep their 15th roster spot open yesterday by uh, Mark Stein, potentially. And they're, you know, while I'd like to have Dragic, they're not necessarily like um, scrapping at the bit to go get him. Um, if the Mavs do indeed not have bigger plans, which previous off seasons would lead us to believe they don't, because a lot of the times, you know, there'll be, there'll be a Mavs signing. And, you know, given most of the time, this was not in the Nico Harrison regime, we have to preface that. But given, you know, there'd be a signing at the very beginning or one or two small moves and then, you know, it would affect how we'd see the roster and we'd be like, oh, okay, well, they, they'll have to you know, trade a power forward, they'll have to trade a small forward because, you know, they're overstacked at this position and the Mavs would simply not do anything. <laughs> so given that context, gives me reason to believe that, yeah, you know, I'm not as op- optimistic, I guess, as, you know, maybe some other fan bases would be in regards to my team moving the necessary pieces around to fulfill this roster before the summer's over and I could like definitely see the Mavs just going into camp with their current roster. You know, I'd hope that, you know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt in a slight way for the fact that the Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving moves haven't been made and the fallout from those moves haven't been made yet, but it does worry me a lot. And especially because you had a chance, um, you know, especially to bring in a veteran point guard who's going to be able to, provide scoring and playmaking off the bench and just key mentorship to Luca that I really don't think you get out of any other player in the league as a lot of guys have said, because, you know, he's 
Slovenian. He's like probably one of the only guys who could get, you know, who can like really get into the psyche of Luca and be like, hey, like these are the things you need to do to take your, you know, career to the next step. Like even like JJ Brea, like, yeah, he was that veteran leader for the Mavericks to an extent, but he wasn't from the same home country as Luca. You know, Dragic is one of those dudes who plays as hard as he can every single possession. I really think he would have voted well for Luca's mentorship. And, you know, if Luca has another level to get to, which I do think he does conditioning wise and with some other aspects and um, just how he treats his body um, to take that next step in his career. And I think Dragic would have been great for that. Um, and also, I just believe that with Dragic um, signing with the Bulls, it just doesn't quite make sense from the perspective that the Mavericks, like, you know, they have this 15th roster spot open. I mean, you can still make a trade when your roster is fully loaded. Yeah. You just have to, you know, just swap, make, make us two for two swap or, you know, like one for two swap. Like that part was just extremely confusing to me. Like they'd have to have some like kind of almost like maniacal trade yeah. where like they can't take a guy back. But if I get a notification that the Mavs sign like some like Marcus Bingham from the summer league team to that 15th roster spot and they don't do anything else in the offseason, I'm going to be very displeased. So what do you kind of think about the fallout from this situation, Jaron? Yeah, uh, here's here's a little take that I don't think anybody's really talking about. I know I think it was you that mentioned on Twitter earlier today, just or Jaden Hardy. He's going to have a much bigger role on his shoulders. Yes. And, as a young guy, I mean, you're kind of thrown into this. Mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like there's no way but up for him. Uh, so maybe maybe it could turn out to be a good thing, assuming this is the final roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, let's be real. Like this team, this team is a playoff contender team. I don't think we're quite at the championship contending level. Yeah. Especially I mean, now. I don't even know if we're home court. At this point, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really feel like with as good as the West has got over the offseason and all, you know, a lot of these guys coming back from injury, Kawhi, uh, Jamal Murray, I I don't even know if I'd – I I wouldn't personally predict the Mavs to have home court in the West right now. I would definitely say they'd be somewhere in the five to eight range right now. I Yeah, understandable. Like, my only optimism is that we have Luka, and I'm interested to see how that combo with Christian Wood goes. Yes. Um, I think a lot of people are negating the upside that combo could have. Oh, yeah. I, like, nobody's talking about it. Especially right now. I don't blame them. There's a lot of other stuff going There's on. a lot of other negativity going around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, back to my point. Like, this is going to put a lot of – this is going to put a, a much, much, much bigger role on Jaden Hardy. If the Mavs don't do anything else this offseason. Yeah, assuming the Mavs don't do anything else. Now, I will say this front office, I don't know if this is just the way they are. Mm-hmm. This is, like, our first full, complete offseason with them. So I guess we don't know. Um, they they seem awfully comfortable, and I don't know. That's a very good take. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like I said, like I don't know if that's just the way they roll. That's the way it is at work every day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but they seem very comfortable. That's something I would definitely underline uh, on a headline or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that gives me the slightest, slightest bit of hope i guess that maybe there is another move up their sleeves yes definitely um but at this point i i mean it's, it's fading away yeah no it, it is looking grim at this point 
my only sort of optimism is that the fallout from these huge trades that are going to be happening, you know, with Durant having requested a trade have not happened yet. Yes. So I'm not totally, you know, I would say at this point, I am definitely unoptimistic the Mavs will do anything else, not from the perspective that I don't, I don't think they have that in them, but just from the perspective that previous off seasons would lead, lead me to believe that they just don't have any other moves up their sleeve because you know, even though it was different regimes, the Mavs have historically, like, not really done anything big after the first couple of days of July. Um, so, yeah, Draga signing with the Bulls, it, I don't know, it just rubbed me the wrong way. I just, like, you know, I mean, guys were already penciling, like, people who were doing their little Mavs roster, um, like. Like, he was already counted in the salary. Yeah, he was already counted yeah. in, like, CBA Mavs at, like, a um, – he did like a 2022-23 cap sheet and he like penciled in like a 10-year vet minimum minimum slot on there at one point. I assume, I guess he's probably assuming that Dragas is going to come here. But yeah, I mean, I just, it seemed like it was just basically a done deal. The Slovenian ties, I mean, it's been like this for three years and the Mavs appear just like almost negligent to sign Dragas as if they're like scared of him. And I, I don't know, it just this, this one specifically did rub me the wrong way. Um, if the Mavs come out and just crazy three team sign trade for a Sol- Colin Sexton and they get a wing, like I'll shut up. And I, I, you're not going to hear anything out of me and I will be extremely, <laughs> happy. but I just, at the odds of that just are getting slimmer to me day by day. Yeah. So next we will get into, this will be the final segment, It'll be a bit of a shorter pod today. Um, we're going to get into the Mark Cuban liked tweets um obviously fans are airing their grievances on twitter they are pissed off that the mavericks you know especially this drogish move this seemed like this is kind of the boiling point for a lot of mavericks fans in this offseason especially with how frustrated a lot of fans have been after jalen brunson's departure mark cuban has been liking a ton of tweets uh that have been bashing him you know calling him uh cussing him out telling him how like terrible owner he is or he's a cheapskate things of that nature he's like they like probably 20 50 tweets somewhere in that range the last couple of days on twitter um what does this tell you jerm uh like i said earlier this is like that sense of comfortability i don't even know if it's comfortability at this point mm. it's it's like um i don't know you're the owner of the dallas mavericks like your fan base is one of your most important things. I understand you have your good fans, you have your bad fans, Mm -hmm. but egging them on, and this is one way of doing so, egging them on isn't going to help your case, especially. I completely agree 100%. Especially after this happened earlier today. Um, Yeah. It's, I mean, like we saw it on Bleacher Report, I believe ESPN too. Just the comments or screenshots of just the comments. Uh, and I mean, you don't ever see that, and that it's, it's embarrassing as a Mavs fan, yeah. Uh, that your owner is, I guess, like this. Um, you know, you can take the bads from it, like I, I just mentioned, mm-hmm. or you can take the goods, like maybe it's a sense of comfortability, maybe he's just laughing because we already have a deal lined up. I don't know, but it, it's it's interesting. Uh, like I, I've never seen this happen before, no, I mean. Mark Cuban obviously is one of the more interactive owners in the NBA. So, you know, we've he's always been like this, but I feel like, you know, DMing fans on Twitter, emailing them one thing I've still never liked. 
his sort of public approach to all this. Like, I, I definitely respect him as a sense of comfortability. And, you know, if this is because the Mavs have another move lined up and this is like rub it back in fans' face, you know, like, hey, all power to him. But, like, at the <laughs> same time, this should not be like some, like, forward-facing approach that you have on, like, Twitter or, like, especially if the Mavs don't do anything where, you know, if you're just doing this to be petty and to like other fans' tweets and, like, just to, like, piss them off, that's not getting on the side of your fan base. That's just kind of acting as a immature fan when, you mean, you are an owner of an NBA team. This dude literally, you know, is a multi-billionaire. Like, there's just – it just definitely rubs me the wrong way that the way he's operated in terms of things like this and, you know, his more laid-back approach. It has its negatives. It has its upsides. But, you know, like I said, I don't like the sort of lack of professionalism that he's exhibiting here. But, you know, I guess there is reason a little bit to be optimistic that, you know, maybe he's doing this to, like, come in, come back and rub it in our face when we make some, like, big sign and trade. And, you know, a lot of Mass fans have been mentioning that, you know, it's kind of like it seems 50-50 in terms of how the fan base is split right now um, in terms of, like, a lot of people think that they'll still they're still going to make a move. A lot of people think that the Mavs are done for this off um, off season. So we're really just going to have to wait and see. But you know this whole Cuban um, not signing Dragic saga, especially after losing JB the other day. I'd say right now, you know, it could turn around for the better. But right now, I'm definitely not optimistic. What about you, Jaren? No, definitely. Like I'll say this. Mm-hmm. Um, in years past, uh, this time of year has not necessarily necessarily been nice to Dallas fans. Um, this this was the one year I think a lot of people felt a little different. Felt like this could be the year we actually make some free agent signings. Especially, you know, if you retain Jalen Brunson, that offers you a lot more trade flexibility. A lot more. Yeah, you, could, you know, Dinwiddie's, I feel like, is a lot more readily available at that point. Um, but now, I mean, you know, Jaden Hardy's your, you know, if Dinwiddie like, starts, Jaden Hardy's your, you know, first point guard off the bench, question mark, with the Brunson departure. So, you know, there's still definitely some things to fill in this roster. But we're just going to have to kind of see how it pans out. Definitely was kind of just a – uh, I don't know. Today just definitely rubbed me the wrong way, though. And like I said, we had planned on getting more into, you know, some of the summer league guys and previewing the summer league stuff. But we're going to go ahead and do that on Tuesday's pod. We're going to be taking tomorrow off. Um, bit of a shorter pod today. Um, and we still have not got an outro because we had planned on actually working on that today. But we just, you know, had to cover this. We, we wanted to get a pod out before. Yeah, we wanted to. Yeah, we wanted to make sure we got a pod out tonight since we'll be taking tomorrow off. But we hope you guys have a good night. You know, have a happy July 4th. Yeah, a little bit of a rough day on Mavs Twitter, but if there's nothing coming out tomorrow, just, I guess, watch on loop the Dirk and uh, Luca content from yesterday, and you know, hopefully that will keep you happy. Hopefully um, hopefully you can get a little bit of a smile out of it. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, we appreciate you guys. You've been listening this far. Um, we're really excited. Like I said, we're going to have continued growth as much as we can. Um Make sure to uh, give us a rating and uh, follow our podcast. Um, we're basically we are on Pitcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Radio Public. So we're on a 
few different platforms, basically wherever you get your podcast. Uh, make sure to rate it. Make sure to follow. If you, especially if you've made it this far in the pod, I assume you you actually might like it. So anyways, um, thanks for listening to Mainstream Math tonight. Y'all have a good night. This is Will signing out. And Jaron, do you want to do anything to sign out? Uh, I'll keep with my regular peace out until we figure something out. Okay. Peace, peace out. Peace, guys. <laughs>